What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex the Marine Ruiz, and Matt, stay rad, so flow, the bear, Kaczynski. Boys, we had our week off from the Thanksgiving holiday. There was plenty of football on Thanksgiving, plenty of football following Thanksgiving, and now we are back in the saddle again to dive right into the upcoming college and NFL slate. But before we do that, we will start off with our drink of the night brought to you by String Sports Brewery. And uh, I did not have a gas station near my hotel, so I had to go to the closest grocery store, which is a Whole Foods. And so the beer selection there is interesting. I walked out of there with a Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. Okay. So that's what I've got. Okay. I wanted to go with an American brewed beer to honor the United States advancing to the knockout stages of the World Cup. Um, but that's what I have. Is it Voodoo Ranger an American beer? Yeah, New Belgium Brewing Company. So I guess it is. You're talking more like you wanted a Budweiser. Yeah, but this will work. As long as I'm not drinking anything, you know, from the Netherlands, because that's who we play on Saturday. So no, no, no Dutch brewed beer like Heineken. Ha, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> what do you guys got? Uh, Go ahead, Matt. I'm, I'm sticking with... Uh, a little dry out period here. Going uh, mango chainsaw liquid death. Mango chainsaw liquid death. All right. And Alex oh. was concocting a drink. What do you got going on there, scientist? I blended eight ounces of screwball and ice and poured that in my tumbler with a um, cream soda. Oh man, that sounds like dessert right there. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. All right, you're good. Like All right. You're good. We're good. Let's get into what is good uh, in the land of college football. Um, rankings for the college football playoff came out last night. We'll get into that. Uh, the notable games that caused some moving and shaking. Obviously, Michigan beating Ohio State. Uh, South Carolina pulling off the upset over Clemson. Texas A&M pulling off the upset over LSU. Uh, Oregon losing the Civil War to Oregon State. Uh, Those were obviously some of the big ones. USC beating Notre Dame was a big deal. Uh, TCU staying undefeated, obviously a big deal. Uh, So with that being said, your college football playoff rankings as they stand today, you got number one, Georgia. You got Michigan up to number two, TCU up to number three. Those are your three undefeated teams. USC is in the four hole hitting cleanup now. So those are your four playoff teams as it sits going into conference championship weekend. The rest of the top 10, you got Ohio State down to five, Alabama at six. That's your first two loss team. Tennessee at seven, Penn State eight, Clemson nine. Kansas State 10, 
The rest of the rankings shake out like this. Utah at 11, Washington at 12, FSU 13, LSU 14, the Beavers of Oregon State 15, the Ducks of Oregon 16, UCLA 17, Tulane Green Wave 18, South Carolina Gamecocks get in there at 19 after their hot finish to the season, beating Tennessee and Clemson. I don't know who saw that coming. I know I didn't after the Gators whooped them. Texas at 20, Notre Dame down to 21, UCF at 22, North Carolina 23, even though they lost to NC State. Mississippi State at 24 after winning the Egg Bowl over Ole Miss, and then the NC State Wolfpack at 25. So, gentlemen, uh, knowing that it's conference championship weekend, there's not a lot of games, but there are still impactful games before we get into that. Any issues with yeah. the college football uh, playoff rankings from either one of you? Uh, I honestly don't have anything to say about the top six. Okay. Um, I was actually talking to a couple other guys this week, and we were talking about the rankings, and one of them's a he's a a friggin' uh, Alabama fan, and he was like, "No, Alabama only lost two games." by a total of three points. So they're going to be top four. And I was like, nah, ain't going to happen. And I actually, I wrote this out. I said, UGA will hold the one. Michigan will take the two. TCU takes the three. And then I said, USC or Ohio will take the four. And then whoever doesn't get that will get the five. And then Bama will take the six. And the only reason I said that was because I forgot about the head-to-head between Bama and Tennessee. Gotcha. So I got I got five right. <laughs> You did, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an issue with those. I think they're lined up the way they need to be, um, especially with this is, uh, you know, the way that the, the season has fallen. Yep. Matt, any issues with the rankings or pretty standard? Um, I mean, honestly, I love seeing Ohio State at a top four. Yeah, I get it. I mean, listen, they, they didn't win the game, so, I mean, you can't keep them in there. I mean, it's a little intriguing to see that Ohio State did fall three. I mean, well, they had to fall. They had to fall they out. They had of the to fall. Score. They lost. I'm only saying because USC has one loss too. I mean, yeah, but yeah, but most, least... re- most recent. Yeah, but see, that's where I think sometimes we gotta keep that in mind because they lost to Utah. Yeah, well, I mean, Utah is ranked eleventh. Oh. Don't get me wrong. Not an awful team, clearly. Probably a little generous at eleven, but hey, whatever. Now, their Utah loss was only by a point. Ohio State lost by three touchdowns. Again, I'm just saying, don't yeah. get me wrong. I love that they're out. I'm just saying it is a little interesting. Um, and well, I, they're out for now. If all four of the teams in front of them all win their conference championships, you've got the playoff right there. You've got one, two, yeah. three, and four set. But if somebody takes a tumble in the conference championship, Specifically, if USC loses to Utah again in the conference championship and they are a two-loss team, now you're talking about Ohio State sitting on the couch at home watching and then getting in back into the playoff. How would you feel about that? Uh, that would be college football playoff design right there at its finest. Yeah, I know. That's why it's got to be more than four. But that that's what I think. Uh, I think all four are going to win, if I'm being honest. I, I, I don't see – you know, I don't see Georgia losing to LSU. No. I definitely don't see Michigan losing to a four-loss Purdue team. 
I think TCU will beat Kansas State again. And I think USC will get their revenge against Utah. But anything can happen. It's college football, as we know. Um, there are three unbeatens, Georgia, Michigan, and TCU. I'll ask you guys this question before we move on to the NFL. If any of the undefeated teams, Georgia, Michigan, or TCU, if any of them lose, do they still stay in the playoff? Ooh, I, could be uh, I would probably say, much as I hate to admit this, probably would be Georgia because of LSU being the highest-ranked opponent that any of these teams are playing. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. State's ranked 10th. Yeah, actually, I, I actually completely forgot Kansas State was a 10. I really overlooked them. Wow. Yeah, no. Um, actually, now, Kansas State is a three-loss team, but so, so is LSU. Um, Purdue's a four-loss team, okay? Utah, all these, all these teams that are in the conference championship, you've got LSU with three losses, Purdue with four, Kansas State with three, Utah with three. So losing to them would all would be pretty much all similar. You're not losing to a, a two loss or a one loss opponent. You're losing to a team that is flawed. They they've lost a handful, a multiple games already this season. I would so, say one then that really truly probably could justifiably stay in there. It'd probably be TCU. If TCU loses, they stay in. I would put them in there, but that's just me. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I think the schedule proves it. I think they've won big games the way they have. I think Kansas State. Actually, like I said, I overlooked them. I thought they were just behind LSU. I don't know why I just oblivious and missed it. But now I'm not saying any of these teams are gonna lose. No. But if Georgia, if Georgia loses. I think that the committee will think that Georgia is still one of the best four teams in the country, even with one loss. Not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that's what I think the committee will will say. But well, it's justified because it's SEC. Well, you know that's a whole another deal. But anyway, overall, we'll see how it shakes out. I mean, like I said, if all four in the top four win their conference, we're not even talking about it. Nope, got it set. It'll be one Georgia versus four USC and two Michigan versus three TCU and. We'll pick a winner in a, in a couple of weeks. So I will we'll, say that I think for college football, as much as I love chaos in college football, I think a clean sweep of conference games is absolutely needed for college football because I think that gives an opportunity for some teams that aren't always in the playoff. Now, I've got one more question for you guys about this, and you let me know what you think because if you look at these conference championship matchups, they're not the best two teams in the conference. So my question to you no. is – should the conferences get rid of divisions so that you can have the best two teams in the conference championship? Because if that was the case, your SEC championship game would be Georgia versus Alabama. It would be Ohio State versus Michigan in a rematch. You would still get TCU against Kansas State, and you would still get USC versus Utah. But should – the conference championship, the conferences get rid of divisions. Uh, not a right or wrong answer. It's just what you think. You take that one first, Alex. Uh, 
I'm a little torn because I can I could argue both ways on this one. I, yeah. I like the idea of getting rid of divisions within a conference. The only thing that I don't think would do well is it's not going to encourage um, other, you know, uh, like other programs. You know, what I don't even know how to like just cross divisional. You know, like you're you're not going to see a Pac-10 team play an SEC team because now the SEC has all the teams that they're going to be playing against, you know, in their schedule lineup. Well, yeah. here's, I think I know what you're kind of getting at. And correct me if I'm actually, correct me if I I'm just, wrong. I just don't see it. I like, I would just, I, as, 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 as like a athletic director, right. Of an SEC program. If, if it's no longer division, you know, well, division versus division, then it's going to be, Oh, well, I'm just going to play all the top ranked teams because let's face it. You know, five out of the top 20 are going to be in the SEC program. Uh, that's not at all. Um, that's not. Hold on. He's talking about just eliminating divisions within the conference. Doesn't mean the teams are shifting through conferences. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It just the what, conference versus conference play. I think would suffer if we got rid of the the division. Well, that would be the question: is how it would change up the scheduling format. That's yeah. what you would have to do. You would have to. How do you address the inner like um, division play where you have those same opponents every year? How would that shift and change if you didn't have it like separate divisions? Clearly, I think it could be done, and I actually think it should. And quite frankly, I think what it can do is it can allow more regionality for a lot of those teams that sometimes don't play a team that is in like a similar direct area. So, like, it's a whole long winded thing. But at the end of the day, yeah, you could get rid of it, and I think it could benefit. You just would have to maintain the ability to keep the same type of scheduling format where you play what is it, eight conference games? Yep. Eight conference games a year? Like, you would have to keep that format. You would just have to figure it out within a division, how you now change that up and who plays who, how often, and, you know, is it every year? Are you going to rotate every, you know, two years, every three years? Like, how is that all going to work? I I mean, there's uh, plenty of smart people that can figure out how to make the scheduling work. I mean, you take the people who do the NFL, and you can figure it out in terms of a rotational scheme. I mean, not – a quick little aside thing on this. I truthfully think as the conferences start realigning and we start developing deeper conferences, but also like kind of shying away from. Well, you're going to get bigger conferences too. Like you separate where we really have that separation of the top tier programs. um, I think what then happens is you do lose your division. You just have five conferences, whatever it is. And then you just figure out your schedule within each conference the way you kind of do it now. You just don't have divisions. There's going to be so much movement that how you keep – you're going to have to just keep weirdly stacking teams in each conference or each division to try to even it out as teams are all shifting around. Way too complicated. Strip divisions, four conferences, whatever it is, and boom. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, it's just a thought, like I said, because if you're truly trying to get the best representation of your conference in the college football playoff. That means you need to have your best two teams in your conference playing for that conference championship game. Um, Cause obviously the winner is going to be the best representation for your conference. That's if it all, if, uh, if people really care about that, obviously this 12 team playoff coming up in a couple of years changes the um, necessity for, having to win your conference, it's not going to be uh, – it's still going to be important, but now with the 12-team playoff, there's obviously at-large bids that can happen, so it doesn't make 
uh, winning the conference an absolute necessity. So we'll see. I think uh, obviously it's going to be intriguing to watch uh, this Saturday how the conference championship games unfold. If anything wacky happens, that will change the final college football playoff uh, rankings. Now, I feel, like said, eliminate, I feel like you'd have to integrate those championship games into playoffs. Yeah, that's they, well, that's what I see, and that's tough because it's not you're tough. talking about a co- you're talking about a conference champion versus the playoff is designed to establish the national champion, and that's what the bowl games are for. So there's a lot of figuring out. No, but do. what you'd have to th- hold on. Well, you I mean, not to keep digressing, but what you'd have to do is you strip that away, where those have to count as a playoff game. It's got it, it eliminates it, it eliminates teams out. You'd have to just find a way to integrate. And either have every conference then do a championship game, and you have to have separate divisions, or you strip them away altogether. Yeah, it. Listen, that's that's a lot. That would be a lot to have to figure out. And I mean, well, I getting know. rid of conference championship games is never going to happen because there's too much tradition in college football for that, and too much conference. Well, I don't pride. think eliminate them either. So we'll, we'll see championships to happen and be like an entry point to a playoff. Yeah, and they and they should, and I think with the with the way the college football playoff is going to be with expansion, is it's winning the conference championship gets you an automatic berth. That's kind of like your entry point into the playoff. So it's almost sure. like a playoff game, like you said, because if you win it, you're automatically in. Whether you're the four loss Purdue team or the undefeated Michigan team, if Purdue were to win this sucker, they're in a, as a conference champion. They're not one of the freaking four, 12 best teams in the country. But if they win that son of a bitch, now yep. you're in the playoffs. So that's that's kind of what your point is there a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be entertaining. Now, I'll say this. As we transition over to the big boy league, uh, the NFL every week, every weekend, it, it delivers. This is why the NFL is the biggest monster in terms of sports in America and eventually, you know, in the world, if anybody ever adopts American football as opposed to soccer. But the, the point is, it is now moving and shaking time in the NFL. It's time to get down to who's making playoff runs, who's legitimately uh, a contender. So let's look through some of the results. We'll start off on Thanksgiving you had the Bills over the Lions, 28-25, in what was a much tighter game than a lot of people thought. Tyler Bass hits that field goal at the end. Uh, Cowboys over the Giants, 28-20. to And then Vikings over the Patriots, 33-26. to So all one-possession games on Thursday, all tight games, uh, which is to be expected with the matchups that there was. Sunday? little different we had some drama for sure we had some blowouts for sure browns over the bucks in overtime 23 17 nick chubb with a walk-off touchdown Bengals over the titans 20 to 16 Bengals played keep away from the titans the last six minutes of that game dolphins over the texans 30 to 15 this game was 30 to nothing at the half dolphins called off the dogs Texans scored 15 meaningless points in the second half. Bears and Jets. Mike White gets the start for the Jets. He looks like a freaking uh, second coming of Joe Namath for the Jets. They win 31-10 to over a very bad Bears team that did not have Justin Fields. Falcons and Commanders. 
in what was a tight, ugly game. Commanders win 19-13. to Panthers and Broncos. Panthers win 23-10 to with Sam Darnold at quarterback. The Broncos score under 16 points for the seventh time this season. Granted, they've only played 11 games so far, and they've had seven where they've scored 16 points or less. Ravens and Jaguars down at the bank. Alex was there with his son, saw a doozy. Jaguars win 28-27 on a walk-off two-point conversion, basically, with 14 seconds left. Ravens blow another fourth-quarter lead. Jaguars score 18 fourth-quarter points. Chargers and Cardinals. Chargers win on basically a walk-off two-point conversion as well. They did absolute squat in the second half until the final touchdown drive uh, and two-point conversion that Herbert led them on. Big day from Herbert. Chargers, once again, a nail-biter. Raiders, Seahawks, overtime. Josh Jacobs, another monster day. He had a walk-off rushing touchdown to win that one for the Raiders over the Seahawks. Rams and Chiefs. Chiefs win 26-10 in a game that was never close. Saints and 49ers, another one that was kind of a snooze fest, to be honest. 49ers win 13 to nothing. Sunday night football had plenty of offense, plenty of fireworks. Eagles over the Packers, 40 to 33. And then on Monday night football, Steelers go into Indianapolis and they win 24 to 17. So the playoff standings, as it looks right now in the AFC, you got the 9 and 2 Chiefs. The one seed, the leaders in the AFC West. The two seed is the Dolphins at eight and three. They're your AFC East division leader. The three seed Titans at seven four in the AFC South division leader. Baltimore Ravens, the four seed at seven and four, your AFC North division leader. Your wild card teams right now in the five hole. You got the Bills at eight and three, the six seed, the Bengals at seven and four. The seven seed, the Jets at seven and four. In the NFC, top seed still the Eagles at ten and one atop the East Division. Vikings, the two seed at nine and two atop the North Division. Three seed 49ers, seven and four at the West Division leader. Buccaneers at five and six, the four seed and the South Division leader. And then your three wildcard teams right now. The rest of the NFC East. You got Cowboys at eight and three, Giants at seven and four, Washington Commanders at seven and five. So the entire NFC East is in the playoffs right now. So boys, what uh what surprised you? What disappointed you? And uh what impressed you from this past week of NFL football? Ooh. I'll say this I was surprised at how tough the Lions hung in there against the Bills. I was uh, disappointed, not that I really care, but I was disappointed in how the Bucks fell flat on their face in the fourth quarter with the GOAT at quarterback, unable to score any points in the fourth quarter or overtime, losing to a Browns team that does not play well when they uh, are behind. And then I'll say that I was surprised uh, by the – uh, the Raiders going on the road in Seattle and scoring 40 points. You're talking about a team that's been Jekyll and Hyde, and I thought that Seattle's defense would have done a much better job uh, containing their offense. So that's what I've got. 
So only because I can piggyback directly off. Sorry, Alex. Just makes it a little easier so I don't have to talk as long. Um, I was surprised. Mine probably just shifted a little bit. I was surprised in the Raiders. I mean, I have to give them a shout out on that. That was pretty impressive. I was surprised, actually, that Detroit did hang in there. I really didn't expect them to, and they did. So that was good on them. Um, I, too, was disappointed in the Bucks. Um, I mean, not that I really actually do care, but I genuinely just was disappointed that they're just not playing good football, and I've been picking them way too much. Um, so that's annoying. And then I was impressed by, uh, honestly, the Chargers. I know um, it was kind of maybe to be expected with Allen, but I was happy to see it. And I was impressed with Herbert once again for being a stud quarterback and finding his guy back finally this year with a touchdown. And then the biggest one was, quite frankly, I was impressed with the Jaguars. They hung in to a fourth quarter. Granted, a team that gives up fourth quarter leads, like it's their job. Like they are supposed to be better by giving them up than securing them. But still got to say I'm impressed. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked like he is finally becoming a quarterback. Uh, how long it lasts? Probably not, but who knows? At least it's One the same. And, uh, I mean, Alex, you watched it firsthand. So – you yeah, I mean, it was a good, it was a good game. I saw, you know, I saw some real questionable shit, and I saw some really good shit. So, um, being in his what is it, third year now? I think second year. Second. Yeah, so I, I think a lot of people had a lot higher expectations from him. Not, you know, not taking into account the fact that he's a brand new system. So, I mean, he kind of gets like an extended rookie year with all the bullshit that went down with Urban Meyer because. Play goes, you know. Ooh, Carpenter in. Great. Um sorry. I mean, he hasn't had I mean, not to go on a whole tangent here of uh Jacksonville Jesus, but um, you know, he hasn't had a bad year at the end of the day. I mean, it's not you're not gonna sit there and be like, Oh my god, but he isn't besides a couple games, uh, a couple instances, because the team still has to play better as a whole, but a couple instances he's given up some bad he made some bad reads. He started a bad pick, whatever it may be, that has really changed the game or really allowed them not to win. But well, you definitely have seen improvement from rookie year. What's up? I said there's definitely a seen improvement from rookie year. I think you can see about the eye test, and I think statistically it's there too, just because, yeah. you know, there's some certain numbers. But, hey. Alex, what do you I'll got? Try. What impressed you? What surprised you? What disappointed you? Uh, I'm going to say – I'm going to say what impressed me. Actually, I don't even see it. Imp- I, I don't know. It's I, I'm torn between impressed and surprised. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, Mike White. It, uh, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike White and the New York Jets. Um, <laughs> this is the team that we still have success when Joe Flacco was under center form before he got injured. Um, then we saw them have They're no good success. with everybody besides their number the, two except for that, Yeah, TV. except for I mean, if you literally go and watch the team, they are a good football team until Zach. Center. It's like it's like the entire team is just ready to shit on the dude's chest and not play for him at all. I mean, they played. They won some. They won games when he was playing. Really, and it wasn't because of Zach Wilson. The one though. Now, granted. All right, continue. Um, that's like saying Trent Dilfer carried the Ravens to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, it just yeah, it's it, he he's coaching UAB now, so. Um, I, I will say I am impressed. Well, those who can't teach. I, I, I'll go with impressed here um, by the Ravens. 
Yeah, that one came uh, out of nowhere. That was a and that was a big game for the Seahawks, man. They needed hey, that. and I pick I picked the Raiders too. So like that was it, when it went into OT, I was like, oh Jesus, this sucks. But J- Josh Jacobs having the game of his career of his life. Um, contract year, man. Up. Contract year for that kid. Yep, knocking him out. The Raiders can't him. afford him. Getting yeah, getting what they needed to done, um, and, and just doing that. I I will say in terms of pointed by oh, god honestly i'm kind of disappointed by the bills i mean i know they won but like they 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 won on a last minute field goal against the lions which should they in the first place now we know they can score <laughs> points but the bills defense is clearly showing that without von miller they are suspect as shit so they're going to have to do something to fill that hole. On their pass rush. Yeah. Lost him, and it was like a total implosion of being able to stop anybody from scoring, you know? So um, I, I think that would be the biggest disappointment for me. All right. So before we transition into our picks, let's look at the week that was. And this was a big week in the Matt v. Alex head-to-head. They had 10 head-to-head matchups, and wouldn't you know it, they split it right down the fucking middle, five and five. So there was literally no ground made up as they both go ten and six on the week. Wow. They both went five and five head to head. To head. So Damn literally, a, literally <laughs> a stalemate between the two of them in yeah. what was the biggest showdown week of the year for the picks overall for the week. Uh, like I said, Alex and Matt ten and six. My dad and I both eleven and five. So we all had a strong week for the season right now. Uh, I sit at 118 and 62. My dad is at 113 and 67. Matt is at 110 and 70. And then Alex is at 95 and 85. And so before we make our picks, there is breaking news on the show. And that is involving our picks. And there's going to be a change next year in the picks. Partially just because we're too good at just picking winners. And also partially because we don't want Alex to make picks six months before the season actually starts. So I'm going to make picks six months before the season starts and do it with your new rules. So oh. the new rules is yeah. not really it's not really a major rule. It's just that instead of picking the winner, just we're pick picking against the spread. So that means when we do our picks on Wednesday oh, night, learn how to gamble. Well, it, it will bring more value to the listeners of the show because now we will be discussing the point spread. And so we're going to have to pick against the spread starting next season. Against the spread? Right. Well, so for, that means, that means. In you case, like, hey, by seven. I want that. I want the line of seven. Right. Well, so Eagles plus seven in this game. There you go. So Damn Matt bad. Matt knows what it means. Yeah, I'm not for our listeners player, so. who don't know what it means, I'll give you an example. The Thursday night game this week is the Bills and the Patriots. Right now, the line sits at Bills minus four. So, you're making a pick on that game. If you were to pick the Bills, it would be because you are taking the Bills minus the four, meaning Buffalo would have to win the game by four if you made that pick in order for it to be correct. If you took the Patriots plus the four, the Bills could still win as long as it was by 
three points or less or a Patriots win, and then you would get the pick correct for our Patriots plus four selection. So it's not just picking what team's going to win. Now we're throwing the spread in there, brings a little bit more um, to the show and makes it a little bit more difficult for us uh, when it comes to actually being a winner. So that being said, we're going to get into some of these scores, but we've got one more exercise that I want to throw at you boys before we pick, we pick winners here. There are 32 teams in the NFL. We know this to be true. I want you each to guess out of the 32 teams in the NFL, how many teams in the NFL do not have a quarterback on the roster selected in the first round? Oh, uh, run that one one more time. I just want to make sure. How I'm many? Right. How many teams how many have quarterbacks? quarterbacks? How many Is it starting or on roster? How many teams in the NFL do not have a quarterback on the roster that was selected in the first round? Starting or just on the roster? On the roster. I'll give you a hint. It's single-digit teams. Yep, I know that. So you oh. guess how many teams you think. Um, I think it's. I think it's six. You did say how many. Okay. I think if how many do not have a first round quarterback on their roster. So that means they don't have a first round quarterback. That's what we're picking, right? Yep. How many teams don't have a first round quarterback? Yep. I'm going with six. All right, Alex going with six. Matt, what do you got? Um I'm gonna say that it's like I'm actually going to take the higher. I'm going to I'm going to say there's somewhere probably like eight. All right, Matt's going eight. Alex is going six. The boys are right around there, so I'm going to name them for you. Okay, you've got the Eagles. That's one. You've got the Cowboys. That's two. Yep. You've got the Bucks. That's three. Yep. Right. You've got the Vikings. That's four. You've got the Broncos. That's five. You've got the Raiders. That's six. Yep. And then you've got the Texans. That's ah, seven. Shit, so that you guys good. split it. You guys right in the middle there, six and eight. So the point of that exercise was that seven teams out of 32 do not have a first-round quarterback on the roster. Now, out of that, though, let's look at it a little bit deeper. You've got – the Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz, first-round pick. He's the backup. Saints, Jameis Winston, first-round pick. He's the backup. 49ers, Trey Lance, first-round pick. He's hurt, but technically not playing, right? Mm-hmm. You got the Rams, Stafford. He's hurt, technically not playing. You've got um, the Jets. Zach Wilson, first-round pick, now the backup. So the point is that if you want to have a good quarterback in this league, and we're going to go step-by-step here in a second, but you want to have a good quarterback in this league, 
You have to make the investment in round one, and you got to be right. Yep. Just because they're a first round pick doesn't mean you got the right fucking guy. And I'll and we'll and we'll uncover that here in a second. Here we go. Alex, you're gonna go first. I'm gonna give you the quarterback. You tell me elite, good, average, or not a starter. Oh Ready? boy. <coughs> All right. All right. Two attacker by Loa, Dolphins. What are the categories? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I need to write those down. Elite, good, average, not a starter. Elite, good, average. I'm going to go good. All right. Alex has got two down as good. Matt, your turn. Josh Allen. Out of that, so out of elite, good, average, or not a starter, I'm going to say good. No, you don't get to pick him. I did. You get to pick the next one. Yeah, you don't. You're not on tour. Your guy is Josh Allen. Okay, my bad. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, yeah, elite. All right, so Alex or Matt's got Josh Allen, elite. Alex Mac Jones, average. All right, he's going average. Matt, you get the combo pick here. Zach Wilson, Mike White. (laughs) I hate you. Oh my god! Um, do them both. Do them both. Yeah, you can do them both if you want. Okay, I can do each. I'm. I'm. In, yeah, I'm do gonna, do for each one. You can do each separately. I mean, you know what? The kid that's saying a starter, he he's not. Wilson's not a starter. Um, no, I think he proved that he's just not a starting quarterback. Right. For a lot of different reasons. It's not necessarily play. Um, White, I'm going to say he's average only because, let's be real, we don't have a huge sample size on the kid to yeah. know that he's truly good or not. That's fair. In my humble opinion, so I'm going to say he's average for right now. That's Potential fair. Good. Who knows? He may develop under Salah and boom. Never know. All right. Next one, Alex, you're up. Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Based off of what I saw this weekend in person, not watching him on TV, but in person, like getting a real feel, I'm going to say he's an average quarterback in the NFL. All right. Alex is going to average. I'm going to catch heat for that from some people I know, but like I, y'all ain't been to the game, so don't, don't want to hear shit. I've, I've seen him in play twice. All right. I'm not. I'll let you have that. I've seen him in person twice. I, I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to say it because I have not seen him play. Twice this it. season. I mean, look. <laughs> I'll let you keep that opinion. I will just agree to disagree. I'm he not going to. Don't get me wrong. He can improve, but he'll never be an elite quarterback in the NFL. No, but you don't have to be an elite quarterback. Uh, all right. That's a whole thing. That's, okay. that's, what we're, that's what we're judging right now. All right, Matt. You're up next. Your one is Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> say it say it say it why do you have to why why <laughs> you just uh he was good he's now average uh, matt's got him at average all right alex gets hey, a doozy. okay since oh, alex God. i will have to save some face here alex is gonna not let me live down I had said he is a like high end good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's no longer a high end good quarterback. He's fallen to barely average. He said that about Andy Dalton too. 
Dude, Andy Dalton's also played a little too long. Like, let's be real, bro. Hang it up. Ain't there anymore. Well, that's true, too. All right, Alex gets a doozy because he gets good. He gets Davis Mills of the Texans. Oh, God, not a starter. (laughs) (laughs) NAS, not a starter. And Matt, you get get Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. Oh, God. Why? But these, there's not even a pattern to what you're trying to ask the guys for me and Alex. Marcus is drink. No, there's not a pattern. There's no pattern. That's why he did it. I don't want there to be a pattern. I want you to be. There's no favoritism. Off there. guard, no favoritism. Uh-huh. Sure, we'll we'll call it that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, again, another guy I'm gonna have to say was very good, probably elite at one point, very briefly in his career. Now, average. All right, average. All right, Alex is going to – this one is right up Alex's uh, alley here. Alex, you get Lamar Jackson. <laughs> oh, man, that's shitty. I'm going to go average. All right, we got average there. Matt. I am aware that he was the league MVP. <laughs> he ain't shit, okay? I've seen that mo effort play in, par- in person too. He ain't it. Uh, fair he- enough. All right, Matt, you get a tough one because it's a small sample size. Kenny Pickett. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. I know what I'd put him at. I've seen some really good, and I've seen some really bad from the kid. It's a very small sample size. I think he's another – I'm not going to say that they're the same, but I'm going to put him in the same category for the same reason. Too small of a sample size, but I think has potential to be good, but I'm going to stick him at average. Right, we got average Ooh. there. Alex, you Well, I mean, up. why? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you think he's better than average right now? Well, he's definitely not. He's got three touchdowns and eight interceptions. I mean, he's barely even saying average, but I think there's potential. I just got small a little... sample size for the kid, like I said. Alex so... has got to do you uh, with this next one. You got Joe Burrow. Oh, he's... Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with elite and the only and the only and listen and I know a lot of people are gonna be like no he's just good he lost the best wide receiver he had mm-hmm. and it turned T Higgins into a freaking superstar so to me to be an elite quarterback you have to elevate everyone around you regardless of their position and I feel like he does that as well as performs on the field so that's why I'm putting him in the elite status. All right. Believe it or not, we actually ain't gonna argue about that one. All right, so we got Joey Burrow elite. Matt, you get you get a hell of a one right here. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Oh, God. <laughs> First off, <laughs> I'm I'm sticking to my moral compass on this one. The dude's not a starter. Fuck off, Deshaun Watson. Piece of Fair shit. Enough. Fair enough. Sorry. Uh I, I honestly, even play wise, so look, just for the sake of this exercise, I, I will be fair. He's average. Truthfully, huh? he's an average quarterback. He we said that we said that before all this shit started three years I, ago. We all were. I mean, I, yeah, none of us were hyped on him. There's moments he was elite. Don't get me wrong. Like there was some arm talent there, and there was some legit athleticism. But he never was sold as being a a uh, guy that could lead your franchise. He didn't do it. I mean, granted, yeah. Houston sucks. But as a franchise, but they all, yeah, I, w- I would say the reason he looks so good is because of how bad Houston is. So that's even another, that's a, we'll, another, we'll see what but, happens this weekend. But quite frankly, by principle, fuck off. 
All right. So you got Sorry. him down as average. Let's let's move it on. Alex, you've got the next one. Uh, Justin Herbert. Ooh, elite. Yep. All right. He's elite. got Herbert down as elite. And and it's it's different reasoning for him than it is for Joe Burrow for me because he had to perform with literally nothing around him and still got the shit done. Oh, that would still put him as a guy that makes guys better. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, he, there's different circumstances, right? Like, he doesn't, he didn't really have time. He had, you know, Carter and freaking and and Palmer at at the wideout spots. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have T. Higgins or anybody else out there that he could have elevated. So it, it's just but, he made do with what he had and still came out performing like a freaking pro. Well, yeah. All right, Matt, oh. you've got um Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Come on. You better be fair about this. See, folks. See, see, listeners. This is what I – no, I'm kidding. Um, I get right now. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, Steve likes to make me think. He likes to make me have tough opinions. Um, or he knows exactly how he's going to get an opinion. Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, come on. It ain't even that hard, man. It, it really is. I'm sorry. It really is. It really ain't, though. I will catch heat for this one, and I really don't give a shit. You're going to say he's good. Oh, my God. Well, I think <laughs> like a weird category between elite and good. I think Mahomes, and I'm not going to go on an entire rant here, but I think Mahomes has benefited from an incredibly well-run offense and system with some incredible athletes that have fit in. Um, look, Tyreek Hill is clearly, clearly, and I will stand corrected on this one because I said he ain't going to be shit in Miami. And, man, was I fucking wrong. The dude is legit. Quite frankly, that's why Tua is in the good category. Literally because of Tyreek Hill. My humble opinion. Now, with that said, I think Mahomes has benefited from having phenomenal athletes around him. He's also got the best tight end in the league. That's really easy to be a good quarterback at minimum with that. I mean, you could literally put the ball – you could literally blindly throw the ball to Kelsey. He's going to find a way to catch him. So, I personally think he's good. I think he's the highest level of good you can possibly be. I just don't think he's elite. All he's right. Prove it with nobody. Fair enough. He look at Burrow. You can't. You can't tell me that you can put. Look, Allen's got Diggs, but outside of Diggs, what else does he have on offense? Burrow. Yes, he has a absolute superstar in Chase. But look, Higgins is really good. We talked about how good those guys are, but they're still not going to be in your face superstars. Right. Herbert. How many freaking different guys have gotten hurt that he's supposed to have that are elite? Boom. Nobody. So, know. you know, that's why he's good. Again, don't get me wrong. He's – he is a stud, but that's all I got. All right. Well, Alex, you Sorry. got uh, next on the list, Derek Carr. <laughs> Oh. Mm. I'm gonna go good. All right, it's gonna go good on. I'm gonna go car. good. Good. Right, Matt, that means you I'm get go this. Good. I'm gonna go good because if you if you look at what he's done statistically speaking, he is not a bad quarterback. Yeah, but does it make him a good quarterback? Yeah, it does. He would be an immediate upgrade on our team. Uh, of course, it's got to come back. But I'm not even entertaining it. I'm not entertaining it. Well, Matt, you got to entertain this one because you're next. 
<laughs> Russell, Russell yeah, Wilson. We got Russell Wilson. That's what you got to pick. <sighs> oh, man. That's such a shitty thing to evaluate with Nathaniel Hackett right now. I know. But see, now here's the thing. Okay, so actually, you know what, though? No, no, no. Because this is something I've been saying for a very long time for a lot of people. What's that? Elite quarterbacks are... Elite quarterbacks are not just statistics, in my humble opinion. Elite quarterbacks, there's more to an elite quarterback than just on paper. So to me, Wilson, again, he's probably a 1A, 1B in that category mm-hmm. with Mahomes at times. Right now, no. He is awful. I'm sorry. He's awful. But there's still talent there. It's just an, an incredibly bad system, and there's something off with the kid, guy. It's like Aaron Rodgers somehow. What are you rating him as? What is oh. he? I'm going to put him at good. <sighs> okay. All right. He's got he a little bit of benefit of having body of work. That's why, like, I get, like. He's posting his, he's posting his, 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 uh, his lowest career QBR this season. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, it's not even close to how bad it is. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Or, or, okay. <sighs> no, you know what? Fuck you, Denver country. Let's ride, you, you bitch. You Broncos, suck. Broncos you're, country. Let's ride. You're average. I'm. Uh, you're, I'm you're chain downgrading them to average. I, I'm. I'm downgrading to average. Um. I, I can't. All right. All right. Let's move it over to the NFC. We'll we'll go quick and then we'll get into our picks. But Alex, you've got Kyler Murray. There's no way that's gonna be quick in NFC. Mm, Kyler Murray, good. All right, Alex, going good for Kyler Murray. Matt, you've got to go with your boy, Matty Stafford. Oof. Damn. Tough one. Uh, I'm going to steadfastly say that he has always been good. Okay. You're sticking with good. Alex, you get an interesting one. Geno Smith. But he's average. I'm going to go with average. Okay. All right. Now, now he's now listen. He's having a good season, but that doesn't make him a good quarterback in his entire body of work. So I'm gonna go average. All right. And I am giving Matt one that I just have teed up perfectly. Matt, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. <laughs> so again, though, this is how rating quarterback sometimes isn't just statistics or what statistic are you talking about? I'm actually changing my tune on the guy because I've been. Very anti. I've been very, I've been very pro Garoppolo for a long time. I know you have, dude. Um, honestly, I'm gonna say Jimmy Garoppolo is good. He's a, he's a good quarterback for the sake that he understands how to not lose his team games. Fair enough. Kyle Shanahan single-handedly saved his fucking career in San Francisco by convincing Jimmy Garoppolo to come back this season. Dude, honestly, though, I think there was more to it. I think. No, I mean, I get that, but like without Jimmy Garoppolo and them losing Trey Lance, what was left? No. (laughs) They would have been a bad team. It would have been really bad for that team. So, like, that that alone, buy him another year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not even going to try to disagree with that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Here's here's a good tweener one for Alex. Oh, boy. Uh, Kirk Cousins. (laughs) I'm going to go good. Yeah. 
right. With I'm these gonna... categories, you give us some leeway here. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with good for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. All right. That means Matt gets a tricky one. Justin Fields. Oof. I feel like I need another. I, I need one more category. <laughs> like <laughs> TBD. <laughs> like to be determined. Like, I mean, kind of in a way. There's there are certain guys where you're like, okay, no, there is still something here. It's just how do you get it to be more than a flash or be a little bit more sustained for an entire season. Um. I'm gonna say he's average, but he's also an exceptional athlete, and I think that's a big benefit to where he has potential to be good. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Fair enough. All right, Fair. Alex, you get Aaron Rodgers. Oh man, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is. I'm gonna go with average. All right. You can go with average. I'm going to go with average. And, and the reason for this is, again, I'm looking at their total body of work. The guy yeah. cannot finish in the playoffs. Yes, he has a Super Bowl, but that is it. Nothing else about him in his entirety other than his stats. No, but hold on. Better than average. But there's – Nope. Dude, he's got one of the best touchdown interception ratios, like, I, ever. Again, that's that's, that's, a, a, that's huge. a stat line. But when that's you look a stat, at, but that's – you look at everything but, else – What did I say about an elite quarterback? They elevate the play of everybody else around them. Again, he lost that's his best wide receiver and became a simple guy under center. No. You're Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson is having more success through the air with Duvernay this season than he is with freaking anybody else on his team. So that yeah, to me no, tells me – And he got Randall Cobb back this year and still ain't doing shit. So like, that's I don't want anything. Dude, you're talking about – you're telling me to not go by statistics, and you're solely going by statistics because you're talking about elevating guys. I'm going about everything about his play for the entirety so, of his career. You're saying he's elite because of his touchdown to I, interception I, ratio. I never said elite. He's average to me. But he's not average. If, if he can go and get another Super Bowl and win it, then I'll say he's an elite quarterback or a good one. But so here, here's where you guys have to agree to disagree because yeah. Alex is going Rodgers average. Matt's going Rodgers good. Matt's going Mahomes good. Alex is going Mahomes elite. Yep. So there you go. <sighs> yeah. Which means we are on to uh, – this one's an interesting one. Alex or um, Matt, you've got Jared Goff. Uh, I mean, he's average. He's really never been more than average. He's had good players around him. He, All right, Alex gets his favorite team. I love how I cue this stuff up. Alex, you've got – you can go with – um, you can do them combined or you can go separately. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Uh, they're both average to me. Average, all right. I, and I would say no. Let me let me correct that. Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback. Um, Sam Darnold is not a starter. Okay, average for Baker, Darnold, NAS. All right, Matt, you get one that will be interesting to see which way you go here. Tom Brady. Oh, if you go any way other than the way you're supposed to, I'll freaking go down to Miami myself and beat your ass. Look, as much as I've been talking shit about some guys that are arguably elite, whatever, 
I'm still not going to sit there and be like, oh, well, Brady's having a bad year. No, the dude's elite. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Brady with the He's still elite. He's still elite. That means, Alex, you get Andy Dalton. Average. Not only is he average, but he's average and not a starter. That doesn't make what? Wow, you got to pick one of the two. I, pick oh, I know, but like, that's just what I'm saying. Like, the guy's he's just average. If you want to go body work, he's still average. Like, come on. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He's average. He's not average. good like you've been fucking screaming the last two seasons. I think right, that means, um, Matt, you get one here. That is kind of a tweener as well, I feel like. Marcus Mariota. Uh, Come on. He's average. Thank you. All right, Mariota average. Alex, you get a combo one here with the commanders. Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz. Taylor Heineke, average. Carson Wentz, average. Right, both average, which is why they've got a quarterback conundrum in Washington. Matt, this one I'll be interested to get your opinion on because he hasn't won shit in his career. Dak Prescott. <laughs> uh, this is again where you need another. I need I know, we know I that know Dak that is not elite, and we know that he's better than a non-starter, but is he average or is he good? I think he's good. I just don't think it's anything more than that he had one good season he's average all right so no because there's he's again he's got talent there's there's un there's talent that just exists in him like there's like he just has some athleticism he's got talent so i'll i'll stick with one all right matt's gonna stick with good alex you get um jalen hurts (laughs) good Alex is going good. Yeah. Which means that the way this wrapped up, guess what's last, Matt? Uh-huh. Yep. Daniel Jones. Yep. I hate yep. this. <laughs> I hate both. Listen, this is just how it shook out. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you chose the order. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> um. Uh... And the reason why it shook out this way, a.k.a. I chose the order, is because I already know what Alex would have picked. Yep. So now you make know. the pick. He already knows what I would pick because I've, I've been screaming it for two seasons. No, he's not a starter. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's not. I don't – listeners, I don't care where this goes. He is not the reason they have lost games. I know, but you got to pick elite, good, well, average, or yeah. not a starter. He's dude. He is far better than not a starter. Get out of here! Like I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying you got to pick. So here's I said it earlier this year, and I'm sticking by it. He's like the better version of Fields, and I know that's a weird comparison, but they're guys that have just more overall athleticism, talent than they have arm talent. Um, actually, I'd probably say Lamar Jackson is probably the highest end of this. He's just got enough arm talent that he is believable to be a starting quarterback um, with elite level, uh, uh, you know, just athleticism. Yep. So, uh, man, that's, I hate you guys. I really do. <sighs> Not I mean, you're, you're teetering between right. the two. All right. 
you can got to pick one. I don't care. You can take it for what it is. He is average with strong potential to be good because he will be a good quarterback. All right, so Matt's putting him in the average. Matt's putting him in the average right there. Matt's putting him in the average, Colin, knowing he's not coming back next season. That's wild. So here, here is the results, though, that I was trying to get at with with your opinions here. Basically, how many elites did we have? Like three. That's that's the whole point of the exercise. <laughs> you got one, two, three, four. four. Three agreed upon. You got well. You've got three or four agreed upon. You've got four agreed upon elite quarterbacks. And then uh, two, two so more. Matt's not got elite. four elite quarterbacks. Alex has five elite quarterbacks. That's basically what it is. You got Josh Allen. You've got Joe Burrow. You've got Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady. Those are your five elite quarterbacks in the league. Now, your next tier down, good quarterbacks that you guys have got so far. You've got Tua, that's one. You've got Carr, that's two. Murray is three. Stafford is four. Garoppolo, five. Cousins, six. Prescott, seven. And hurts eight. So that means you got good. What's that? Mahomes is good. Well, good for you or elite for Alex. So that one that one like I said it's either it's either five elites and seven good or it's four elites and nine and eight good. Yeah. So either way, you've got twelve good to elite quarterbacks in the league. That means twenty teams have average or non-starter quarterbacks. Yep. Right? So, that just lets you know that when it comes to the playoffs, there's really only 12 teams that have a legit shot to win the damn thing. Yep. Now, out of the teams right now that are in a playoff spot, okay, you've got the Dolphins, playoff team as it sits right now good quarterback the bills playoff team right now elite quarterback patriots playoff team right now average quarterback jets playoff team right now average quarterback slash not a starter so you've got two teams right there where it's average quarterback at best okay then we get to titans playoff team average quarterback you get to the AFC North you've got Ravens playoff team as of right now average quarterback Bengals elite quarterback AFC West Chiefs elite good quarterback NFC West 49ers playoff team right now good quarterback Seahawks playoff team right now average quarterback NFC North Vikings playoff team right now, good quarterback. NFC South Bucks playoff team right now, elite quarterback. And then NFC East, the entire division right now, playoff team. You've got Giants average, Commanders average, Eagles good, Cowboys good. So, put Giants is average, not a starter. <laughs> average slash not a starter. So the point is, though, is that you've got – playoff teams right now that have average quarterbacks according to the way you guys see them 
So that means that out of the 12, out of the 14 teams in the playoffs as it speaks right now, you still have four of them at least. Actually, it's even more than that. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. You've got six out of the 14 playoff teams right now that have average quarterbacks. So that means there's really six teams that are going to make the playoffs that really don't have any shot to win. So the whole point of the exercise for you guys was, one, for the listeners to know how rare it is to have an elite quarterback. There's only four or five, that, which is what truly does make you elite. The fact that there are a ton of teams that have average quarterbacks, which we all know if you want to win the Super Bowl, you cannot have an average quarterback unless your defense is just out of this world. But chances are you have to have a minimum of a good quarterback. And there are playoff teams that are playoff teams right now with average quarterbacks, but there's still six six games left in this season. And who knows what kind of play they're going to get out of those average quarterbacks if it's good enough to get them into the dance. All that being said, we can finally make our picks. The boys did a good job on the exercise with the quarterbacks. I got one more, though. What's that? Matt. Oh, go. boy. Eli Manning. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't even know why. What's, what's the point of that? Come on. I want to hear it. There is zero point in bringing that up for just the sake of bringing it up. <laughs> but I want to know, where do you rank him? God. Matt's going to rank Eli as good. He's gonna like he might be he might have him at elite. No, no, he won't make him elite. Matt's not delusional. He knows that he was a good quarterback who just had the right mix of chemistry on offense with a good defense. I think he's a see. Here's the this. This is why I need a better than good. He he's a great quarterback who had elite nope. runs. He's an average quarterback. See, his Alex entire, has him as average. I would career put him stat as, line shows that good. too. I wouldn't lay. I wouldn't label him as great or elite. Okay, well, he was – for our argument here of these categories, he was good with runs of elite. You want to look up as a career yeah, average good. quarterback, you look up Eli Manning. <laughs> exactly uh, exactly .500. Matt, I didn't have this one planned. Alex Alex did it on his own. So. Average. Matters, All right, boys, let's pick some winners. Uh, let's see how this week 13 shakes out. Uh, we already kind of mentioned the Thursday night game. It's Bills, Patriots. In a divisional matchup, uh, like I said, Bills minus four up there in Foxborough. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. Who do you boys got winning this one? Which one? Bills-Patriots. Sorry, I have a freaking lightsaber in my face. <laughs> I got Buffalo. Alex is circling the wagons. What about you, Matt? You think they get on a roll and win their first division game finally? Yeah, how sad is that? I know, 0-2 in the division. They got to have this one. They, they, they have to. All right, Buff. I'm 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 sticking with the wagons here. Do not let me down. Yeah, I'm going with them as well. Um, I think they match up super well against the Patriots. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, this next matchup is super interesting just because of the team records. I think that one team is is clearly better, but we'll see. And that is uh, Jets Vikings. Right now, it's Vikings minus three in Minnesota. Over under forty four and a half. What do you boys got here? You got Jets or you got Vikings? Skull, baby. Minnesota. All right, right, so we are all on the Vikings. We're all on the Bills, and now we're all on the Vikings. 
Uh, not a surprise there. I think the Vikings are a bad matchup for the Jets. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to stop the way Minnesota's clicking right now on both sides of the ball. Uh, here's a doozy of a game. The spread is a big spread uh, for a for one team that doesn't score a lot of points, but also for one team that doesn't put teams away in the fourth quarter. Broncos Ravens Ravens minus eight and a half over under thirty eight and a half. Who do you boys got here? You got the Ravens. You got the Broncos. Uh, I think it's going to come down to. I got Baltimore. Yeah, Alex with the Ravens. All right. It's going to come down to the fact that Denver just can't score. Um, yeah, they are awful. You want to know how bad they are? I'll give you. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a funny. A funny thing on. I, th- I sent it to you guys in the chat, and neither of you reacted to it. Is it worse than they than the uh, seven games with sixteen or less points? It's it's the fact that Carson Wentz hasn't played a game since week six and still has more touchdowns than Russell Wilson. Oh boy. Um. Yeah, that's bad. However, I will I will point this out because this just broke on Twitter. Um, Sierra invited the entire Denver Broncos football team to his birthday party, and less than half showed up. He's yeah. an unlikable guy. It's not that hard to imagine. He's just an unlikable dude. Some guys are just fake posers. But Matt, who are you going with? Ravens? Yeah, there's they, they, Denver can't score. Yeah, Denver can't score in a whorehouse. All right, Falcons, Steelers. <laughs> right now, Pittsburgh. One and a half point road favorites over under 42 and a half. I think Vegas uh, might like what the Steelers did on Monday night, maybe a little bit too much here because I'm picking the Falcons who hung tough yeah. against Washington. I'm picking the Dirty Birds. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Dirty Birds. I think they play this better football right now. Um, and they're fighting for a division. The Steelers aren't playing for anything. They're, they've so. They've surprisingly played some decent football this year. I mean, they're only one. They're only one game back to Tampa. I mean, it's not crazy. The Falcons are still playing. It's a bad division, but it is a bad division. That's bad football in that division, but that is bad football. All right, Matt's on the Falcons with me. Alex, where are you at? I got the Steelers. All right, Alex is going with the first and Jeff finally the first (laughs) swing, uh, swing game here head to head. Yeah, I got the Steelers. Yep. All right, this one's going to be interesting because this is literally a pick'em game in Vegas, depending on what sports book you go to. Jaguars, Lions, Lions minus one up there in Detroit, over under fifty-one and a half. Uh, which, if I'm betting this game, I'm taking under. I think that people are going to think it's a lot of points, and I think that both offenses will end up uh, struggling a little bit. That being said, I know we've we've watched the Jaguars in person. Uh, a couple of times this year. We just saw what the Lions did, putting up a fight against the Bills. Where are you boys going with this one? Duval. All right, Alex is going Jaguars. And we can't say that he was influenced by being at the game because he picked this one six months ago. Yep. Matt, what do you got? You got Jaguars or you think uh, the Lions are starting to play tougher football? Uh, I'm going to do... as quickly as I can make this point. I'm going to stick. Uh, I'm going to go Jags. Um, All right. I think their defense is just a little bit better, and I think that would be the difference in this game. Well, they're going to need their defense to be better. Although because... I will, I will say Detroit secondary finds ways to just 
ball hawk a little bit. So I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how well the Jaguars do with um, a banged up Travis Etienne at running back. If he's not 100, percent how much of a workload do they really give him? The Lions have a two-headed touchdown monster in the backfield with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, and Amos St. Brown is uh, is playing really good football at wide receiver. I'm gonna take the Lions. But we'll see this one, like I said, freaking coin flip. You just don't know which team you're going to get. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this next one, big-time matchup between AFC and NFC teams, Eagles-Titans. Right now, Eagles minus 5.5-point favorite over under 44.5. Vegas thinks that the Eagles are just going to be able to outscore and outlast the Titans here. What do you boys got winning this one? I got Philly. All right, Alex is going Eagles. Matt, what do you got here? Not because of a homer pick, but I got Tennessee. All right, Matt's going Titans. Uh, So you guys are now head-to-head on two matchups. I've got the Eagles. I think that the offense is uh, starting to click again. They've got that running game going with Miles Sanders, and they're starting to get healthy on defense, even though they're missing – Gardner Johnson at safety, who leads the NFL in interceptions. Uh, this next one, Alec doesn't get to make a pick. So, Matt, who do you got? Browns or Texans in the Deshaun Watson game? Uh, you know, I really don't care if I take an L on this one or not. I, I truly don't. I'm picking Houston. All right, so Matt's taking the football Texans. Guys, more out of football spite. Football going to look upon Houston and be like, you guys deserve this win here. Yeah, well. There's seven point Texans right now are seven point home underdogs over six forty eight. Cleveland. I will never I will now never pick Cleveland if Deshaun Watson's a starter. Well, fair enough. We'll we'll start penciling you in for their opponents then. Uh, I'll take the Browns just because Nick Chubb going up against the worst rush defense in the league. It's basically that simple. Brissett could have been playing for the Browns. I still would have picked them. It's oh, a I would bad have ma- picked the Cleveland Browns in this game because it's yeah, a bad matchup. Trouble, trouble win this game, but all right, here's probably one of the biggest games of the entire weekend. Uh, Washington and the Giants right now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how. Vegas must know something. Uh, but right now, Washington minus two and a half point road favorites over under 48 and a half or 40 and a half going into East Rutherford. Giants are home dogs. What do you boys got here? Giants or commanders? I got, I got my skin. <laughs> All right, Alex is going with Washington. Matt, what do you got? I've actually got the Giants in this one. I think this is the one they get. Yeah, um, I think because they're going to get some guys back, it seems at least. Um, this is going to be a dogfight of a game. I, I, I think this is get, this is definitely going to be a game where we're going to need Saquon to somehow find a way to, I, I don't know, actually run the ball instead of pussyfoot around like he's been for two games. And don't yeah, tell they do. the they, line. They got to get that going line. again. The line has been shaky all year in terms of who's playing where and what and how and when because they've rotated all year. There's I, I don't know what fell off for a moment, but he needs to get it together. Um, this is going to be a game where I truly think it's going to – Well, it's fall. gone downhill ever since Evan Neal got hurt. It, it has. Don't get me wrong. It's been a difference. But at the same time, they've rotated in. So you got to find a way to bridge that gap. This is going to be a big test for Kafka and how to get this offense – to somehow, against odds, put up actual points. They got to score into the. They got to at least score in the mid twenties to have a chance. I mean, the freaking Giants have had so many opportunities from turnovers. Not that many, but the one. It's like the few turnovers they've actually generated have been perfect prime opportunities to score points, and they can't. 
Um, ah, well, this is another head-to-head one because yeah. Matt's got the Giants, Alex has got Washington, so we'll see how that goes. You guys are now, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four games head-to-head. This next one, Packers and Bears, Green Bay minus five-and-a-half point road favorite over under 43-and-a-half. Uh, no word yet on whether Fields plays in the game. I'm taking the Packers, whether the Bears have Fields or not, because believe it or not, the Bears' defense is awful. Yeah, I went Packers here too, so I'm pretty happy about that right now. <laughs> All right, Alex with the cheese heads. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, even – My Packers just put up 33 against Philly, so they're they're catching their stride a little bit. I think it's still a flash in the pan of the season, but yeah, uh, especially if Fields isn't one hundred percent. I mean, they're they're bad. They are. I mean, the Bears are uh, what the number two overall pick as it sits right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we are all on the Wisconsin Cheddarheads. Uh, this next one is got to be a bounce back game for the Seahawks. We'll see. Right now, it's Seahawks minus seven and a half. Over under 41 and a half against the Rams out in L.A. Seattle, the road favorite. I've got the Seahawks just because the Rams are literally just banged up everywhere. You're not going to have Stafford. You're not going to have Cup. Now you're not going to have Aaron Donald, which means Kenneth Walker third is probably going to have a monster game running the ball, which is what Seattle needs in order to be effective anyway. So give me the Sea Chickens. Yeah, there's – I, as much as Seattle was a letdown last week, I think they bounce back. They get the win. The Rams are just too bad. I mean, they're just bad. Yeah. And like, the Rams do not own their pick, which just makes it that much better. Yep. You got the Rams, don't you, Alex? Well, he has to because he only had the Rams losing four games. Yeah, I unfortunately have the Rams here. I mean, it is what it is. You never I, know. I, listen, if, if, if I'm going to switch, I'm going to switch and take it Seattle, but that, I, I have the Rams, so. Yep, there you go. All right, this next one is a um, not a prime time matchup, but it's a big time matchup in terms of teams with records. You got the Dolphins and the Niners right now. The 49ers minus three and a half point home favorites over under forty six and a half. This is two very contrasting styles. The uh, the matchups X and O wise schematically is going to be very intriguing to watch is you've got the 49ers with an elite run game and a suffocating defense. You've got the Dolphins with an elite quick pass, a run-after-catch offense, and a hemorrhaging defense. Uh, Dolphins with no Teron Armstead at offensive tackle. So now who blocks Nick Bosa? I don't know. All that being said, I'm going with the 49ers to win this one. I think this is the game that shows uh, how the Dolphins are flawed. Ah. I will say that since uh, Tua was told to retire with the double concussion, he's thrown for over 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, and no interceptions. And I picked Miami, so I'm okay with that pick. All right, Alex is going <laughs> Dolphins. Matt, what do you got here? Got 49ers, Dolphins. I think this is done because I know that stat line. <laughs> huh? I said you're stunned because I know that stat line. No, I'm. I mean, I'm. It's sad that you do know that so quickly off the top of your head, but you know, <laughs> um, like, I guess you're a big Tua fan these days. No, uh, no, Matt I mean, is still on the fan. fence. Matt still is on the prove it to me Tua side. 
He is, but I think Tyreek Hill is enough of an X factor to help Tua out that I honestly think they can score enough points on a stifling defense because, granted, yes, the 49ers are a very good team. They still don't score points. Yeah, I don't know how they only scored 13 against the Saints, but Uh, sometimes they just get in their own way, I think. Who you got winning? But I think it's because it's such a a ground and pound that it's just – you're either going to break big plays or you're not, and I think that Miami can play enough defense to not give up huge rushing plays to where you have to force Jimmy G to throw. And when he throws a lot, it doesn't really work. Um, That's not a fan of Jimmy G. Well, he's come he around since what he was. He he can win. That's all that matters at the end of the day. But will he win this one? Regardless, I think it's who can score more points. I think Miami can score more points. So I'm taking Miami. All right, so you guys are both on the Dolphins there. Uh, this next one, the Chargers absolutely have to have it against the Raiders in Vegas. Right now it's Chargers minus one and a half, over under 50 and a half. Uh, these teams, they'll probably hit the over just because of the way that they play. I'm not surprised at all that the spread is only one and a half because that's just how these teams fucking play against each other. But the Chargers have to have it. Keenan Allen is 100% healthy. He got into the end zone last week. Uh, the offense uh, looks much better when he's part of the route running. So I'm taking the Chargers. I think that uh, they might they might start building some momentum to end the season here. I'm taking the Chargers. I got the Bolts. All right, Alex going with the Powder Blues as well. Matt, what do you got? Give me Herbie. All right, so we are all on Chargers. Allen back, and Allen had a, a game under his feet to play against the division now. Coming out party for Allen, hopefully. I need him in fantasy. Yeah, well, he he got off on the right foot, so now <laughs> he's just got to get hot. This next one is the Nance Romo CBS Spotlight game. Chiefs oh. Bengals up there in Cincinnati. Right now, Chiefs two-and-a-half-point road favorites over under 52-and-a-half. Vegas thinks there's going to be a shit ton of points, which means the defenses are going to step up and it's going to be under. We'll see. Uh, Burrow versus Mahomes. Where are you boys going here? I have. Elite quarterback gets the win. That would be Burrow. Sorry, I'm interjecting. Well, they're both elite, but Kansas City is who I picked. All right, Alex has Chiefs. Matt, you going Jungle Cats? Give me Jungle Cats, baby. Give me Joey Biden. He's gonna- I actually have the Bengals as well because I think the running game and getting Joe Mixon back is going to be the difference. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Sunday night, Colts, Cowboys. Why didn't this one get flexed? It's week 13. Because of Dallas. Oh, my God. It's, a, it's the biggest spread of the weekend. Ten and a half. Cowboys are favorite. I mean, listen, I understand that the Bengals-Chiefs game is the rematch of the AFC Championship. And you want to keep it on CBS. That's why they got hard knocks, because of Dak's comeback. Well, but, I mean, why didn't the Dolphins-Niners game get flexed to prime time? Uh, Because that's not as uh, marquee football. Or or fucking put Washington Washington and the Giants prime time. Please, thank God it didn't. Or Titans-Eagles prime time. Because it's Giants. Because it's Dallas. Yeah. It's simply because it's Dallas. Well, anyway. Who are you boys picking here? Cowboys over the Colts? And you also thought, remember, we all, the, the Colts were supposed to be a really good team, so you had Matt Ryan. Right, but this is why you have the ability to flex starting in week 12. I, I, yeah. you know? I unfortunately have the Colts here. 
Oh, wow. Wouldn't that yeah. be something if they won it, though? I would be ecstatic, but I, I don't expect that. So this is yeah. I'm already chalking this week up as an L. It's I, one- I have the Cowboys winning, but I hope the Colts pull it off. If there's one random weird upset that would happen, it would be that one. In my opinion. Um, I'm not going to pick it because it's just I'm not that stupid. Um, there's still elite players playing on the Dallas Cowboys, i.e. Michael Parsons, um, yep. who will single-handedly probably win it for that defense. No, but um, yeah, Dallas. Uh, I just don't have enough faith in it. Uh, All right. if, no Taylor. You know, he's, you know, he's got, coming around. Both of the both of the primetime games this week suck. Awful. The Monday Nighter Saints Bucks. I mean, it's Bucks minus three and a half, over under forty and a half. I mean, I've got Brady and the Bucks winning because that's what he does on Monday Night Football. But I mean, dear Lord, that is just that's a bad matchup. The Saints are no good. Who do you boys got? Tampa Bay. All right, so we're all on the Bucks on that one. So I didn't have the Saints winning shit. So no, you did not. All right, so that means. In the all-important head-to-head matchup that our listeners care about. It's like four games. Matt's got Falcons. Alex has Steelers. Matt's got Titans. Alex has Eagles. Matt's got Texans. And Alex has Browns. Both of those are just by default picks because they refuse to pick the other team. (laughs) Matt's got Giants. Alex has Commanders. Matt's got Seahawks. Alex has Rams. Matt's got Bengals. Alex has Chiefs. Matt's got Cowboys. Alex has Colts. So, once again, quite a bit of head-to-head for the Matt v. Alex Bowl. Is that eight games? Uh, let's see. Falcons-Steelers, one. Titans-Eagles, two. Texans-Browns, three. Giants-Commanders, four. Seahawks-Rams, five. Bengals-Chiefs, six. Cowboys-Colts, seven. Okay. So, seven. I mean, that's another – that's I'm gonna win. Right there, I'm gonna win five of the seven and catch up. <laughs> that would be that would be big moving right there, going in five, going five and two head to head. So we'll see. Uh, like I said, it's a big week, week thirteen, in terms of some pivotal matchups with teams and uh, their records and how it will move and shake up the playoff picture. I mean, it's it's crunch time now. It's time to it's time to see who the uh, contenders and pretenders are. So it's gonna be. A great week of NFL football, obviously. Conference championship game on, in college uh, will be entertaining as well. So for myself and Matt and Alex, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time, and we will see you next week.